What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. My first thought this morning was, are they still sitting there? Gosh, it's horrific to watch, but it's just great theater. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hope you're having a great Friday. I've been better, but we forge on. Uh, i got to say, full disclosure, I'm not feeling very good. Uh, but that's okay. Show goes on. We have a ton of great guests today, and actually at this exact moment, I think I'm finally hydrated and I'm feeling good. So uh, don't worry, just a little bit of a stomach bug, but we're back in action here. And uh, no matter what's going on with us, at least we're not sitting there on national TV in front of tens of millions of people uh, humiliated. It's hard to watch, but it's also impossible to not watch. Uh, People that think that watching the NFL draft is boring, I guess you just don't really know the stories behind the guys. Uh, especially the ones that are sitting there in the green room. And uh, I was hard on Will Levis yesterday. I th- I said that I thought that he was a distant fourth in this quarterback class. And uh, then we still have to watch Will Levis sit there undrafted last night through 32 picks in the first round. And uh, as much as I was not that high on him as a prospect, it was hard to watch it uh, as a person. But that's what makes a great theater. So uh, we got NFL draft reactions. We also got a rapid fire of what's been going on in the news today. A ton of stuff involving athletes from around the state of Montana. And uh, some of it's good news. A lot of it, I don't think a lot of people would consider very good news, though. Um, we also can hear from our good buddy, Rajim Seabrook. He was with us yesterday. We recorded enough to play uh, part of it today. The New York Knicks into the uh, divisional semifinal round of the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs. They won a first-round playoff series for the first time since 2013. So I got some of Raj's thoughts on the uh, 
the Knickerbockers. And uh, we also have our Treasure State's Best, which is a look at the top track and field times from the wide world of high school track and field uh, each week. I, I, I usually do this on Wednesdays. Well, sometimes Tuesdays, midweek. And the reason we waited till today is because there was a couple invitational-type meets in the state of Montana, um, top 10 meets, particularly the Russ Pilcher top 10 meet here in Missoula, the 23rd annual, by the way. So uh, pretty cool that that's been going on. Uh, great brainchild by uh, the great Russ Pilcher, who's a, a guy I still think fondly of, a guy that was one of my weight training teachers and, and coaches uh, at Big Sky High School. A great dude and such a such a good coach, and it's cool that meet's still going on. I knew there was going to be some good marks at that meet, though, and so I decided to wait to do it till later on here uh, in the week. So we'll round out our number one with track and field. Our number two, two of your favorite guests stacked all up. Carolyn, Chicken Does No Sports, she had to leave. Uh, she's, she's actually vacationing right now in Orlando, so hopefully uh, she's having a good time. But we caught up with her for just a little while. And Justin Angle, also one of your favorite guests, the business angle presented by Blackfoot Communications, the overlay uh, between business and sports. So that's what's coming up. Uh, here's what's going on right now. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, the news that just broke as I was on my way to the studio, Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate. He was our vertical raise and ESPN MT, Class AA Boys Basketball Player of the Year this year. He led Missoula Hellgate to the Class AA State Championship, and he this afternoon, committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So congratulations to him. Uh, if you're listening, buddy, sorry we were playing phone tag a couple days ago, but here we are. Connor's going to join us. I uh, talked to him earlier today. He'll join us at 4.30 on Monday. So very much looking forward to have him uh, in studio. He's joined us a couple times, and uh, he's a great guy to talk to. So he'll tell us all about uh, getting to stay in his hometown and play for the Grizz uh, men's basketball team. Darius Brown, uh, the news of him entering the portal uh, was a couple weeks ago. Now he's found his landing spot. Some speculated it, and if you did, he thought he was going to go reunite with Danny Sprinkle. You're right. So the third time uh, Darius Brown is reunited with Danny Sprinkle, I think that shows you the type of bond they have. Uh, came from Cal State Northridge, where Sprinkle was, to Montana State to play for Sprinkle, and now follows Sprinkle uh, to Utah State. This is going to be an interesting one because I, I think that uh, when we were talking about Danny Sprinkle and some of the guys that he might get to transfer from the Big Sky Conference to Utah State, guys like Raekwon Battle, okay, yeah, absolutely that guy could play at Utah State. He's a he's a Mountain West or higher player. Now he's going to the Big 12. Proof of it. Boom, there it is. Uh, Grant Osobar, I think he's a guy that's absolutely a Mountain West player as well. And Osobar does not have a landing spot yet after leaving the uh, two-time defending Big Sky champs. Uh, but Brown is a great Big Sky player. He was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, uh, third-team all-league um, selection overall, and in a league with a lot of different combo guards and, and point guards that sh- that shoot it a lot, I thought Andrew made a good point on Twitter. He said his, Darius Brown is probably the best pure point guard in the league. Andrew Houghton, by the way, sitting behind the glass, and he'll join us from time to time today as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, what, what do you think, Andrew? Can Darius Brown play in the Mountain West? I think that if he breaches his full potential, he can, but I think that it's a, I think it's a bigger jump for him than it would have been for a guy like Raekwon Battle. I think if Darius Brown can play anywhere in the Mountain West, it's going to be under Danny Sprinkle. There you go. That's is what I would one. say. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Uh, you know, the two of them together last year, it's clear not only that Danny Sprinkle has been crucial in the development of Darius Brown as a player, yep. but that Danny Sprinkle trusts him a ton on the court, right? Yep. And for a point guard, that's really what you want. You want your coach 
to put that trust in you, and it's sort of a symbiotic relationship, too, because if you're a coach, especially like Danny Sprinkle, who, who was a guard, right? you want that guy to be sort of the extension of the coach on the floor. So I think the strength of that relationship is what will give it a chance to work. Well, and it's also it's, it's going to work. This is why. Darius Brown is going to listen to Danny Sprinkle, and if Danny Sprinkle says, Darius, I need to give you, I mean, I need you to give me 18 to 20 solid minutes off the bench as our backup point guard, or you know, 18 minutes as the starting point guard, but we have somebody else play down the stretch, and that's what's going to get us a conference championship and maybe win an NCAA tournament game. Darius Brown will say yes. That's why it's a mutually good uh, landing spot, even if he is their ninth guy. I think he'll accept that role and be a really good version of that at Utah State. Absolutely right. And I think it takes a lot of maturity for a guy like yeah. Darius Brown to go and say. Well, he's probably like 25 years old at this point, right? That's I mean, true. He's going to be like a sixth or seventh year senior. It's amazing. But, but to say that, you know, my success is tied into this guy. Of course, he followed yeah. Danny Sprinkle to Montana State. But, you know, it takes a lot of, of wisdom, I think, to to go ahead and say, you know, this guy is going to put me in the best position to succeed even if I need to succeed some of my personal success to do that. It's so interesting. I was talking to Anand Moody about this uh, earlier this year. Anand Moody, of course, now going to be the uh, seventh-year senior for the Grizz, only his second year with the University of Montana. Played three years at North Dakota, two years at Southern Utah, and now uh, somehow, someway, has his seventh year. Uh, but he he's in his mid-20s as well, and he and I talked about that last year. He's like, man, I, I don't know if Anand Moody – of four or five, six years ago would have been making the decisions on a Moody is now, but I'm so glad I am now because I'm having such a good time at Montana. And uh, it's interesting the perspective these guys can gain. A couple more news briefs because then we got to get into the NFL draft and then we got to roll because we got a bunch of great guests coming up. Uh, in and out of the portal we go. Isaiah Fonse, All-American running back from Montana State who entered the portal, went to San Jose State. He's out at San Jose State back in the portal. There's uh, a lot of stuff going around about this right now. Uh, my initial and f- primary thought when this happened was that either Afonso didn't win the starting job at San Jose State or Jimmy Beal and at San Diego State opened up a new opportunity for I- Isaiah Afonso or both. Either way, don't be surprised if Isaiah Afonso ends up at South Dakota State. For those saying he's going back to Bozeman, that's not happening. On to the next one. Isaiah Fonte, I think, is definitely going to go uh, somewhere else in the Mountain West or uh, just somewhere else out West, but not back to Montana State. Uh, A.J. Abbott, a guy that actually had a lot of intrigue, and uh, we heard from a fair amount of you about him. I got asked about this guy on Twitter and on Facebook, the message boards. Uh, you're texting into the ESPN line, which, by the way, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888 uh, AJ Adams, or excuse me, AJ Abbott, uh, people wanted to talk about him a little bit. He's a quarterback for the University of Montana. He also just entered the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, but Abbott comes from a, a pretty prominent high school in Texas, and he broke some of Andrew Luck's records there, which then gave him sort of an elevated uh, ground to stand on. I think he's like a two-star or maybe three-star recruit coming out of high school. He, he decides to walk on at Oregon, Spends a year there in Oregon and uh, then decides he wants a better opportunity. So he comes, I believe, walks on at Montana. I don't know what his status was when he left the team, uh, but certainly a guy that was trying to find his way. I got asked by so many people, is A.J. Abbott good? What does he look like? He was buried enough on the depth chart that the way Montana reps, a lot of times only like their first two and a half quarterbacks get reps. Like I saw so many practice reps last year of Lucas Johnson and Chris Brown a ton. And then a fair amount of Daniel Britt. I, I don't re- really ever remember seeing A.J. Abbott or Caden Hewitt 
uh, sort of the de facto like fourth and fifth guys at Montana last year and, and sort of in that same spot again this year. I don't really remember watching either of those guys in live situations until the spring game. So uh, Abbott does have, I think, three years of eligibility remaining. So we'll see. I mean, he's he's got good arm talent. That's all I've ever seen him do is really just like warm up and play seven on seven. He can throw it, but I mean, he's a division one quarterback. So of course he can. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. And then Andrew, you were telling me this the other day, uh, the Grizz, these things probably have something to do with each other, at least. They ha- they offered a kid from Central Arkansas, is that right? A quarterback? Yeah, Clifton McDowell, who is a guy who was at Central Arkansas last year, okay. uh, announced that he had a Montana offer uh, a couple days ago. He He's a guy who's bounced around, too. He didn't start at Central Arkansas, but he started, I think, at another FCS school, had a year of junior college. Then wound up at Central Arkansas. Didn't play a whole ton. Yeah. Interesting highlight reel from junior college. I mean, looks like a, a dual threat guy who can run it a little bit. Uh, a couple other. The news is just endless. A couple other pieces of news. We're not going to analyze all this. I just want. I just want you to know if you hadn't already heard. Trisha Binford, Montana State women's basketball coach, four-year contract extension. Brent Vegan, Montana State football coach, four-year contract extension. <laughs> I'm out of breath. There's still more. Idaho hired a new one. This all happened today. It's Friday. This is called a Friday news dump, I guess. Uh, Idaho hired a new women's basketball coach. Carrie Amy? Is that how I'm... Am I, Just a- Amy. Amy? Yeah, Amy. Carrie Amy. Easy, okay. Uh, who's been very, very successful at uh, Nebraska Kearney. She has been hired to replace John Newley, who spent the last uh, 15 or 16 years there uh, at Idaho. And then the last coming and going is Andrew Tavillian, who is a Juco cornerback who joined the Grizz last summer, played a backup role in the fall. He uh, is also <laughs> into the portal. Can you remember all that? <laughs> As Andrew said, I asked him, I, I said, should we do a, a transfer portal ticker at the top of the show? Do you think I could sell that to a sponsor? And he's like, dude, most of it is p- terrible news for people in Montana. I don't think anybody wants to buy that. And I was like, I know. It's just the airtime part of it, but uh, it is so funny. Sorry for dropping all the bad news on you, but I, it's it's not even bad news. This is just the way uh, of the world. I think we just got to accept it. Speaking of uh, the way of the world, there hasn't been blue room, green room, draft room drama like there was last night uh, in quite some time. 17 guys did attend the green room. About half the guys that went in the first round did not. Four players out of the 17 that went to the green room were still sitting there at the end of the night. Uh, it was excruciating to watch. Uh, it's pretty crazy the way that they uh, cover this these days. I mean, I was scanning through the TV, uh, the guide, and I see NFL Draft on like two, three, four channels. I was stuck on the college game day NFL draft for like an hour before I actually even realized I could change it over away from our buddies Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet and over to uh, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper and, and those guys. So uh, an overwhelming amount of coverage. But I thought last night was, uh, you know, it's it's easy to hyperbolize, but I did think that last night was unusually crazy. I thought there was a lot of uh, drama, a lot of Holy cow moments, and uh, it didn't start with the number one pick. Bryce Young did go number one to the Carolina Panthers, but it did start with the number two pick when the Texans drafted C.J. Stroud. Yesterday, I proclaimed, I said, the Texans are not just a quarterback away, so they should take a defensive guy. I was suggesting Will Anderson out of Alabama at number two, reconcile themselves with having a losing record next year, and then go get the kid uh, from USC. Caleb Williams, I think is his name. Get that kid next year. Wait to get your quarterback next year. Get your elite edge this year. Well, 
So I, I had had this exact discussion with two of my friends that are uh, Ohio State and NFL fans earlier about how the Texans shouldn't draft a quarterback here. They should draft Will Anderson. And then instead, they draft C.J. Stroud. So I'm yelling at the TV. I'm hitting up my group text. And 15 minutes later, they draft Will Anderson as well. So uh, I got it wrong and right at the exact same time because the Texans flipped the whole first round on its head. I think to get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, uh, pretty good. Because I I don't know what Stroud could become. uh, But I do think Anderson is going to be really, really good. So uh, then the next bombshell came at number four. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay both had Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, going at number four. Uh Uh-uh, not so fast. Anthony Richardson out of Florida, a guy that Coach Marty was incredibly high on yesterday. Marty Mornaweg said he would love to have him, work with him, knows he's raw, uh, but he he loved the upside, and uh, that was then the next domino that fell. Uh, Richardson to the Colts, and that then ended up with... um, Will Levis not getting drafted. Hendon Hooker also did not get drafted. So there's two guys that had potential first round grades, including uh, a guy in in Will Levis that has uh, you know had a top five grade. Uh, wow, <laughs> this keeps on coming. Jackson Grant officially to Utah State. That's the young man who's the Washington Gatorade Player of the Year. This is happening in real time. You can text us because the text line just came through right there. Uh, 406-888-1029. Jackson Grant, former Washington Gatorade Player of the Year, played the last couple years at the University of Washington, had uh, committed to come to Montana State to play for Danny Sprinkle. Now, instead, he's going to Utah State. So, uh, the Danny Sprinkle All-Stars, it's slowly coming together. Uh, other impressions of the first round. Um, I, I, I wonder if it was a reach by Atlanta. I, th- I talked extensively about how good I thought Bijan Robinson was. But the Falcons were up and down last year, certainly. They do have some good young pieces, though. Uh, can Desmond Ritter become the guy? I'm not sure. It looked good with Mariota early, bad with Mariota mid, and that's why they had to go with Ritter. Um, but, and I think Robinson's a really good player. But they have a couple good running backs in Atlanta as well, and I just don't know if you could have got somebody different there. But a lot of the scouting sites I watched, uh, the evaluations of the draft I read, Really like that pick. So we'll see. I mean, he's a great player. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league day one. So uh, we'll see. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. I also, a couple other impressions, and we'll break this down more next week. But um, I thought it was good maneuvering by Arizona. They got out of that three spot. That's how the Texans got up to the three spot. Uh, Arizona still was able to draft Paris Johnson, the big offensive tackle out of Ohio State. That's the guy they were going to draft anyways. So to get some more... Uh, I know a lot of people hate this, and I, I kind of hate it too. But some quote unquote draft capital, <laughs> you, but, and still get the guy you wanted. That's pretty good maneuvering. Uh, I also thought the the Baltimore Ravens really affirming it for Lamar Jackson and drafting Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Uh, Lamar Jackson signed his big, big, big contract yesterday, and uh, they just they put a cherry on top of it and got him another good receiver. So Lamar Jackson goes from not having any good receivers for a couple years to now having a couple. If Odell Beckham Jr. can come back into, into form, maybe a couple. Uh, and we'll see what Zay Flowers becomes, but he was a really highly rated guy for sure. I also thought it was a big pickup for uh, the, the Bills to get Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid also has an FCS tie. He started his career at San Diego. Uh, he actually played uh, against 
UC Davis twice during his career, and I believe he played against Montana State as well once during his career, but then he finished his career uh, at the University of Utah, becomes the 25th overall pick, uh, 26th overall pick, excuse me, and I think the, I think that's going to be a good uh, target for Josh Allen. Last one we'll get to here because there's a lot of others. I thought the Seahawks had a great day. I, I like the receiver the Vikings got, but I, I don't know if that was a great value at that moment. The Lions drafting a running back at 12 is hilarious. It, it might work out. We'll see. Uh, the Packers, I thought, had some perplexing picks. The Eagles, I thought, won the draft, won the day, won the first round again. And uh, I thought it was apropos that the Titans uh, got a replacement for Taylor Luan after Luan, oh, one of the all-time great players in their franchise's history, uh, out in Nashville. I thought the Seahawks had an A-plus draft for sure as well. Uh, but the but the fact that somehow, some way, the Philadelphia Eagles have ended up with four of the best five players on Georgia's defense that was, I thought, unquestionably the best defense I've ever seen in college football for two years in a row. Four of the five best guys from that defense has ended up on Philadelphia. How has this possibly happened? And the Eagles set an NFL, uh, at least a modern-day record for sacks in a season last year, so the rich just get richer. Uh, unbelievable that... Uh, Philly ended up with both those dudes from Georgia. Yeah, it was something you could see happening as Jalen Carter started to fall. I think, you know, once he yeah. got past the Seahawks at five, which is where he'd been widely rumored to go if he didn't go in the top four. He was minus 400 Las Vegas odds. That's That means you have to bet $400 to win 100 to go to the Seattle Seahawks. That's how big of a favorite it was he was going to go at number five. Once they took Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois, you start thinking and thinking, and is, is he going to get to number 10 for the Eagles as it turns out? He didn't have to get all the way to number 10 because they traded up one spot to number 9 just to make sure that nobody got ahead of him. Uh, but just, it's a pretty great philosophy. You know, these guys have played. They know how to play on a defense with a ton of other NFL-caliber talent around them. Uh, Jalen Carter at 9, and then Nolan Smith, the linebacker, who fell to 31 for the Eagles, or to, to number 30 for the Eagles. Um, you know, the one thing that makes me a little bit wary, Coulter, is, as you and Marty discussed yesterday, the one thing that's going to cause these prospects to fail is either the injury or the off-the-field stuff. There's a little bit of a red flag here for both these guys. Jalen Carter, of course, the off-the-field stuff uh, under investigation in that fatal car accident. Nolan Smith mu- missed a bunch of time this year with a torn pec muscle. Mm. So you've got those, maybe not red, but at least yellow flags on both those guys. But on the other hand, that's how they fell. To where the Eagles were able to scoop him up. Nolan Smith. <laughs> Nolan Smith ran 4-3-9 at the NFL Combine. But th- did I mention that this guy's a defensive end? <laughs> he, he ran a 4-3-9 at the NFL Combine, a 41-and-a-half-inch vertical, and a 10-8 broad jump. That guy somehow fell to 31st in the NFL draft. Unbelievable. And he's a rotational pass rusher for the Eagles next year. He's not going to start for the Eagles next Nobody year. Nobody starts for the Eagles. That's the whole point. Yeah, but That's he's the whole be- point. You add all these guys in, and now you're playing eight dudes. Hassan Reddick barely starts. He got 18 sacks. You know what I mean? You're just in when you're in. That's what I'm saying. It's the perfect situation for a guy like that in year one. It's unbelievable. The, they, the Eagles are... I heard, I heard Theo Riddick say last night when the Seahawks... Um, made their picks that he thought that firmly secured them as the favorites in the West and the NFC West. I thought that was very bold uh, considering the San Francisco 49ers have been one of the best teams in the NFL the last couple of years. Um, 
But I thought the Eagles solidified themselves as the NFC favorites, period, last night. And that's that's high praise. But I just think that those dudes that are coming off that Georgia defense, they are just, boom, they are ready to go. They can play in the NFL right now. There is no question in my mind. As Andrew just said, the only things that are going to derail them, injuries, the money getting to your head, or off the field stuff. That's it. So, uh, Eagles, I don't know. I'm not ready to say book it, but uh, I can smell a futures ticket in my future uh, on the Eagles to win the NFC. We'll see. Uh, I'll confirm when I actually make it. We'll write it on the wall like we do every summer. But uh, it's smelling pretty good right now. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Uh, I was once upon a time kind of a low-key Knicks fan. Rajim Seabrook's the only uh, real big Knicks fan I know around these parts in western Montana. He'll join us next to talk New York Knicks into the second round of the playoffs for the first time in a decade. Colter Nuanez here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here, Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me, though, because this is like full circle. This is this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. So tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies. They're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role they have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Yeah. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people, and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. So I got the television last night on the Hawks-Celtics game, which, by the way, great performances by both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to close out the Hawks. Hawks got a lot of searching to do. The Celtics made that look harder than it should have been. Uh, but the Celtics into the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So I got that on one of the channels. You know, you got your two channels. You go back and forth with it, right? And I got the other one on the NFL draft, but on ABC, and it's the college game day guys. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really thinking about it. And then all of a sudden the Jonas Brothers are on there too, and I'm like, what is going on? Why are the Jonas Brothers on the NFL draft? I don't want this. Where's Todd McShay? Where's Mel Kuyper? So then I smartened up and realized, ah, I'm on ABC. So I go over to ESPN. On ESPN uh, is when Broderick Jones out of, Georgia gets drafted. Good draft pick. He's the best offensive lineman from Georgia. He goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, because of course he does. Uh, Pittsburgh solidifies an already strong position group for him. But then they start doing a little personal interest story on Broderick Jones. I'm looking at my phone because I'm just mystified by what they were showing. And uh, <laughs> this guy is like got a big-time uh, affinity for snakes. So he's got snakes all over his house. He's got snakes all over his bed, and he's wearing a snake on his head. 
I'm like, what's going on? My girlfriend's freaking out. She's like, we can't watch this. I don't want to see this guy's snakes. Total snake phobe. And uh, it was just, it was a weird experience. But otherwise, the NFL draft, uh, that part included, uh, was incredibly entertaining. Was now happy Friday. Thanks so much for being here. Back like he never left because he didn't. We're recording this on a Thursday. You're listening to it on a Friday. Uh, Rajiv Seabrook rolling in the ESPN MT studio with you here on your Friday. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, we played a little smart and dumb yesterday. This is just from a Give me uh, one more. NFL bold predictions. Give me one more. So we're in the we're in the groove on this. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs because. Uh, inexplicably, it's funny because Raj and I talk on the phone, you know, probably once a week to just see what's going on. Uh, mostly to schedule this show, and then he always, we always talk about something in the New York sports world. And uh, guess what? The team we've been talking about a bunch is the Knicks. And I told him earlier, I'm actually a sneaky, low key, like closet Knicks fan. And now that they're good, maybe I don't have to hide anymore. Uh, either way, though, more NFL first before we get to uh, New York Knicks and NBA playoffs. Can't believe. The Knicks took care of the Cavs in five. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, so this is just bold predictions from Sports Illustrated. It's just a couple sentences about each and every team in the uh, the National Football League. So we did a couple yesterday, and I'll do a couple today. The Lions will win the NFC North. That's not too far-fetched. It's actually pretty smart, right? It's actually pretty smart. You have, to, you have to think the Packers are going to take a dip. Inevitably, even will. if the Bears get way better, let's say the Bears win twice as many games, that still means they only win eight games. They're still a below five hundred team. You know what I mean? Yeah, the best team in the division right now, I think, is actually the Vikings. The Vikings for sure, and for they sure. won the division last year. And and their, I thought last year was probably their ceiling. Like eleven wins is as good as this iteration of the Vikings is going to do. They're they're only okay on defense. They're kind of old on defense. Kirk Cousins is not that good. I mean, the Vikings last year, what the Vikings were is exactly what the the best they can be. Is win, win the division in a weak division. They are who we thought they were. Exactly, and lose losing the first round of the playoffs to the Giants, just like they did. Yay! So are you in on it, then? You think the Lions, uh, low-key dark horse favorites in the NFC North. Yeah, that isn't... Um, it, it's smart. It's smart. I'm not saying it's a sure thing, but it's smart. Last S-M-R-T. Season, last season, Detroit went from delightfully plucky to absurdly overrated in a matter of weeks. But OC Ben Johnson will put up big numbers with Jared Goff and Jameson Williams. Okay, smart or dumb? Trey Lance will start the season opener for the 49ers. Trey Lance got hurt last year. Comes, He's ready to go this year. But Brock Purdy was the man of the moment all throughout the, the second half of the season and into the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo's out in San Francisco, so basically it's just a two-horse race. Who's going to be the guy? Who would? I guess there's no way to predict who will be the guy. Who would you – who is who's the better option? I like Brock Purdy, man. I like you. Gotta, I, I, you got to ride him while he's still hot, right? He's got to. Yeah. You got to let the hot streak end, right? Let the hot streak end and see what he can do. Um, I am concerned about him coming back from uh, a, a surgery, uh, especially on that throwing arm. Um, it'll be interesting to see, see if if he's able to kind of be back where he was, which was better than average. Uh, I, I actually I like him. He's got a, a certain amount of grit about him that I just. Really, really, really like, um, and Trey Lance. I, I don't know. He he kind of reminds me of 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 two other quarterbacks of his, not necessarily of his class, although maybe. Um, but in 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 uh, Mr. Love and uh, yeah, sure. And uh, and and we were just God, why Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, sure. Thank you, sir. Yeah. See what happens when I don't drink enough coffee, folks? <laughs> Good lord! I tried to give him the the caffeinated hydration tab. It's not the same. What, so what's up with the no coffee? 
You just trying to cut back or what? Buddy, the other night I'm sitting there in bed and my eyelids are clicking. Oh like gosh. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, how much coffee did I drink today? And then I really started putting it together. I'm like, that's how much coffee I drink every day. Dang. All right. I and support I was, you. I do too. And, you know, so does my bladder at this point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just it, it's just time to cut back to, you know, maybe two gallons every day. <laughs> All right. So more smart or dumb here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Um, the Seahawks will fall back to earth. The Seahawks had one of the most unpredictable seasons in the NFL last year. Got rid of Russell, Russell Wilson. We're supposed to be terrible. Geno Smith goes in there and smashes all Russell Wilson's single-season records, and they make the Unbelievable, playoffs. Unbelievable, yeah. Right? So uh, will they come back down to earth? I think they do. I think uh, people have more time to game plan for Geno. Um, he's yeah. not as dynamic as 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 a lot of the other quarterbacks in the league. I think he's actually easier to game plan for sure. after getting uh, procuring more film on him. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee uh, him being as successful as he was last year. If he is, you know, good on him. And if not, I look like a swami. <laughs> the other factor worth mentioning, and I think this is an underrated part of analyzing the NFL during the off season, mm-hmm. is the scheduling in the NFL has a very defined formula. Each division plays a different division, but then the teams that then they play their own division twice, right? So yep. there's six year games. Then they play a different division. Yep. So that's another four games. Yep. And then the other six games are all dependent on how you did the year before. Mm-hmm. So if you're very good, you're going to get other good teams for those other six games. Right. If not, you're going to get favorable teams. Yeah. That's how the NFL promotes parity. So because the Seahawks were a playoff team in a division champ, champ last year, the NFC. West, the NFC West plays the NFC East. That's the part that's just random. Which division are you going to cross over mm-hmm. with? But the NFC East has, what, several playoff hopefuls. Three out of the four teams Three out of four. Are, are hopefuls in the playoffs. The Seahawks also play the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Lions. Oh, p- all pushovers, I swear. <laughs> so, and then they are in their own division, which is a good division as well. So, uh, yeah, uphill sledding for the same, or for the Seahawks. Oh yeah, they're trying to they're trying to do some ice skating in the desert. Ain't gonna work, folks. Okay, let's see. We'll do one more of these, and then we'll talk uh, some New York Knicks. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Titans will win twelve games. The Titans have won 12 and 11 games, respectively, each of the last two years. The Titans were the number one overall seed in the AFC playoffs two years ago and the division champs again last year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with 11 to 12 wins with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. I think that is... And they might and they might make the move to go with Malik Willis, but either way, they have a defined identity, I think. And they're not it's, very spectacular. It's called King Henry. They're, you're right. They're not very spectacular to watch. No. But they just kick your ass. Like, they're just really tough. And Mike Vrabel is the direct reflection of that. Hi, we're going to give it to this bull. Please stop it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hi, we're going to give it to him again. Please stop it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I think that's attainable. Um, Yes, I'm going to say 11 wins. Here's uh, here's Ben Orr's analysis. How do I know the Titans will win 12 games? I don't know. With which quarterback? Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> will it be Will it be pretty? Of course not. Some things, though, like Mike Brabel's ability to overcoach a roster and for his defense to be tough as nails are constants. It's Bingo. true. I'm there. It's true. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm on par with Ben Orr. O to the double R. Let's go, Ben. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. All right, let's talk uh, some New York Knicks before we got to get you out of here. Well, let's go. Uh, we were talking on the phone the other night, and uh, you were we were both wondering 
Um, when was the last time the Knicks won a playoff series? Well, 2013. 2013 is exactly right. So the New York Knicks won a playoff series as of uh, two nights ago for the first time. Ten in, years ago to the day. In, in ten years. So that that's pretty cool. Um, I was a younger man. <laughs> I had a hairline and a waistline. It was amazing. <laughs> so uh, the Knicks, though, um, only been in the playoffs a couple times since the whole thing fell apart. And ye- it's funny because some people say that the the, uh, the Knicks instantly got better when they traded Patrick Ewing because they went to the finals that very first year. But others say no. Uh, you think that the, the demise of the Knicks was triggered by the uh, – the trade of Patrick Ewing. But how happy are you that the New York Knicks are back? Son, I was happy. And I think for the first time in my life, I saw Stephen A. Smith be happy, uh, which was like happy for America because he wasn't yelling (laughs) at someone and irritating everyone else. But uh, to bring it back to myself, it was amazing. Um, And they did it in Knicks fashion. Like, Nothing splashy or, or, or beautiful on offense, just rugged points, and defense was was abound. And they were they were a little bit of um, some Patrick Ewing like specters last night out of my man Mitchell Robinson. My man got seventeen boards. No one's got that many since Pat. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Like what a what a what an amazing display. And what I like is um, Tom Thibodeau is 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 coaching a team. Right. Um. And last night uh, was a great display of him coaching a team and not individuals when Julius Randle, who to me is the star of the team, got benched. Yeah, and then he busted, he came back in, was playing well, and then busted his ankle. So we'll see what happens with that moving forward. But but continue on, because I do think that your point is apt. I and I and what I liked about that is it 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 sent a message, but it also created and set a tone. Like we're not we're gonna have to do this with and without Julius at the same time. And um you know, the Villanova Gato Grande, Jalen Brunson was ridiculous. Um, he's he's cool. He's calm. He gets to the spots on the floor, whether it's him creating his own space or coming off the pick and pop. And um, he was just ridiculous. And then uh, my man, R.J. Barrett, like if so. It, that's, it, that's the key. That's the that's the key. He's his emergence in this playoffs is uh, is been why the the Knicks. I mean, they didn't just win that series; they rolled through that series. They and, rolled, and they were absolutely underdogs going into that series. A lot of people thought Cleveland was legitimately good. Dude, look, Cleveland Cleveland went to bed last night. No, they for just sure. like, you know, it was just like you smell that. What's that? That's called quit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's exactly what happened last night. No, like, for sure, it was just dagger after dagger. For sure. Like uh, Barrett and and Brunson were just. They they killed their matchups. Just like salty dogs yesterday, and um, you, you know, you said his emergence. I'm going to give you another e word. I had it written down before the show started. Effort. Yep. That's what was on display last night. Was effort. Offensively was crazy. Defensively they clamping for sure. Clamping I mean, and and then cleaning the boards up last night. For like, sure. Second chance points. Effort. Um, hustle and defense, and Tom Thibodeau not caring about what it looks like outwardly. He's taking care of what matters uh, internally. For sure. Uh, and coming in, the, the backcourt matchup was supposed to favor the Cavs. Darius Garland, former top 10 pick, and, and Donovan Mitchell, who's one of the league scorers in the NBA this year. Two points and, in the whole second uh, half, that's son! That's what I'm saying. And Brunson and, and Barrett dominated that matchup, and, and that's the reason that the Knicks moved on, man, and it's it's cool to see. Uh, the thing I love about this Knicks team, too, is uh, not only um, 
not only do they have some very serious matchup issues, like because Julius Randle's pretty funky and Jalen Brunson's kind of old man game, they're going to be a tough matchup for everybody. Yeah. Like on paper, Darius Garland's supposed to be way more talented than Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Brunson just baptized him. He just took him into the high post and just killed him in the one-on-one ISO stuff. And just said, "Hey, I'm a grown man. You're 23. I'm 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 old. Let's go. I'm going to kill you." Uh, so, uh, but not only that though, this Knicks team fits. Their identity matches New York. They got the slick back hair coach, and they got these sort of island of misfit toys. But they're tough, and they have an edge. And I think they're sweet, man. I think they're an awesome team. Well, I like it, and what we're also seeing um, more and more out of the Knicks, especially the you know the last couple of weeks of the season, and now the playoffs, um, the depth of their team has come alive for sure. Um, there's there's been some some really um, interesting depth, which I think the Heat are going to struggle with in the next round. Um, they don't like when they you know they match up well across the board, but when you start getting into death and who's coming in and off the floor, I think the Knicks on paper actually have the edge in this, especially with the momentum from winning the series for the first time. Like me, like talking to friends back home and looking at things online today, dude, New York's on fire right now. Like the Knicks haven't given New York anything to be proud of in a long time. Right. So this is huge, baby. Like, no, let's go, it boys. It is for sure. And how about just like the nostalgia that's going to be attached to Heat Knicks, right? Oh, son, we already I know. Would, I would love to know the person that put uh, uh, the parlay before the playoffs started on the Heat advancing and the Knicks advancing. That being a, 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 a second-round playoff matchup. That would have been unbelievably low odds. I can't believe that that's the reality. Dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't gamble. Like par- No, I, mean, I know, but you know the what I'm saying. The only parlay I but, do is no, move from you know, But you do know that it is a completely unlikely second-round matchup that it's Heat versus Knicks. No. It, it, no, like, that's that's like your grandmother picking the winner of the NCAA tournament, right? right. Like, no one no one can see this. And it's like, I like this team because of the colors and the mascot. and then it, For sure. And that's exactly what this kind of matchup is for the second round. Noaz Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Rajim Seabrook rolling with me here yes, on sir. your Friday. Um, yeah, I was like low-key a Knicks fan. So first of all, I've been a contrarian since I was a little kid. And uh, I love Michael Jordan now, but I hated Michael Jordan when he was in his prime. You preach it to the choir for the same reason. <laughs> I just wanted, I would root for anybody and everybody to beat Michael Jordan. Uh, so I, you know, for a moment in time, loved Reggie Miller, but there was always the Knicks that were Michael Jordan's folly, right? Like he, Nemesis. He's just slaying the Knicks for year after year after year. It's just unbelievable to watch. Like if you watch his top 10 games, six of them are at the Garden. For sure. Because that's what kind of show Michael Jordan is for sure. Uh, but... Also, one of my first favorite athletes, one of the first athletes I ever remember even knowing who he was, was Larry Johnson. Because he played at, played at UNLV. My family lived in Nevada until I was six. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, when I was just a little kid, that's the first athlete I remember knowing who it was. UNLV won the national title when I think was like I was like four or five. Stacey Augman, uh, Greg Anthony. That's right, for sure. And then those, all of a sudden, those both Larry Johnson and Greg Anthony are playing for the Knicks. So I remember liking the Knicks, liking Patrick Ewing, John Starks, all those guys. And uh, so I'm just, I'm glad, I guess what I'm saying is I'm happy for you, man. I, I, I might be Thank like you, jumping bro. on your Knicks bandwagon. Get on it, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to break out. I got two old jerseys. I got a beautiful old school Patrick Ewing jersey, like the old school blue and orange. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The real deal. And I'm almost brave enough to wear that John Starks jersey. <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, the 30 for 30 winning time? All about Reggie Miller killing the Knicks. Buddy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I watched that. I've relived that. I just, you know, ended therapy about you know, on that about <laughs> 10 years ago. Thanks for thanks for the remind. Trigger points. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, anything left to add? I mean, so I guess the last point here is the opponent that the Knicks have is the Heat, and that was one of the great upsets that we've seen in NBA playoff history. Eight yeah. versus one. I mean, I know Giannis got hurt, but still, there's only been a few occasions ever where the eight has beat the one. So, uh what do you think of this? Also, what does this do for just uh, Jimmy Butler's legacy? Pretty impressive. Well, you know, to me, Jimmy Butler is, of uh, his generation of basketball players in the NBA, to me is, like, so underrated. For sure. So, like, underloved. And I think really underappreciated. For sure. Um, and and to some extent possibly misunderstood. Uh, I really like Jimmy Butler. I, I, I've always been a big fan of him and how he carries himself. Um, and he's unapologetically him, which I really dig. Uh, but in this situation, I don't know. I feel like the Knicks do present some matchup problems. They're kind of janky. Like you don't For know sure. what to do with For them. Sure. Um, and 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 again, um, Brunson and and Barrett just are really kind of coming into their own and gelling yeah. as individuals, but also as teammates. And it'll be. Uh, I, I think they just present some matchup problems. And that's just me with you know home homeboy hometown wishful homer thinking, but. I you know I think the Knicks take this I think they take it in seven actually yeah it'll be a good series for sure yeah I'm hoping so home court's gonna be real in this series yeah. I think I think uh, you know the old school Heat fans will come out to play the old school New York fans are gonna love having the Heat back oh, in the building oh boy uh, there, you know there's the just the the rivalries of the cities because they're so objectively different but you know oh, so well, much pride in the citizens from those cities it's gonna be a great series yeah, man we'll see the Van Gundy hugging hug oh, leg, yeah. leg hug of old. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Can't wait. Uh, Rajim Seabrook, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, but we got one more thing to talk about. Oh, oh, we have to talk about the, the charity basketball tournament. Of Let's course. Go. Sorry, uh, you invited me to play in this, and uh, I can't, but... Tell me, right. tell me about cool. tell me about it. Like, I get tell, rebuked by you all the time. Tell everybody about it. No, okay, folks. Hello, Missoula. Uh, hello, Missoula. Hello, Missoula. This is Good Morning Montana. <laughs> uh, no, um, next Friday, May fourth. Yep. Um, May the fourth be with you in advance at six thirty at the Sister Rita Mud Activity Center, where the Loyola Sacred Heart Breakers and Rams play their basketball and volleyball games, respectively. Um, the city and county. Um, uh, we'll be hosting a community basketball event to where, uh, raise awareness and just kind of have more communal events, getting people out. And uh, what's really cool about it is that the two teams are compromised. One team, are they're called Guns and Hoses, and it's the uh, Missoula Police Department, uh, uh, some members of the Missoula Fire Department, uh, some of our emergency medical staff, uh, headed by John LaRock, uh, will be uh, having his squad come up against um, the Jedi Knights. Uh, on the on the other side, and we have a couple of former Grizz, Betsy Cornelius, Eric Bowie, uh, former Montana Tech player, uh, Jaeger Allen. Ooh, uh, Jaeger yeah, can throw it down. Jaeger can throw it down, My, and and he looks just like Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, I wish he had Kevin Durant money. I'd ask him to borrow like ten dollars. Um, we got Lexi Steele and Brady Rupert joining, nice. and then you know former um, um, Missoula area high school standout Tyler, Tyler Gilman will be here. Uh, former Shoto standout and head of the uh, our forensics lab Travis Spinder will be playing. Uh, Steve Klimkowitz, all six six of them, uh, a math teacher over at Hellgate, and uh, you know just having a bunch of people um, come out and be part of something to see people as people. 
We all know our roles, folks, but sometimes we, we, we forget how to establish relationships. And sometimes being able to talk to a fireman is huge because by the time you see one, the house is already burned down or something has happened. Right. By the time you see a cop, some, you've either violated someone or you've been violated. Sure, right. um, and in this situation, you get to sit down with people and there'll be other, uh, you know, um, County members, county elected members will be there, other community folks. Uh, there'll be some tabling of other organizations to to kind of spread love and awareness about what is going on in Missoula, what services and supports are available. Not everyone has a phone or a computer or access, um, and this is kind of just bringing it to the people and meeting them where they're at. Um, it's five bucks at the door. The kids get in for free. Uh, yeah, we're just looking to have a community event and get down to, you know, old school hometown pride over things of just getting together for the sake of getting together because uh, we've been, we're too disconnected. We can't make progress if we're separate forever. Love it. Go check it out. So you said May 4th, 630. So, so that's Thursday. That's a week from today, brother. Thursday. Next yes. Thursday, May 4th. Okay, good. Because I thought you mentioned Friday, but that's May 5th. I know yeah. that because it's my birthday. Uh, so May 4th down there at the Sister Rita Mud Activity Center. Uh Go support this. This will be fun and uh, for a, a great cause, uh, great advice from our guy, Reggie. Thanks Appreciate for being here, Appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. We were recording that yesterday, May 4th, down at the uh, Sisterita Mud Activity Center there, um, where Loyola plays a lot of their competition, right by my house, in fact. Uh, so if you're in the neighborhood, go check it out. And uh, appreciate Rod for making some time for us this week. Speaking of time, how about some great times? A bunch of records at the top 10 meet in Missoula on Tuesday. High school track and field best next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Is Nuwana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm so hot and cold with Drake, but right now I'm hot. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, here on your Friday. A uh, couple fun guests for you. Usually Justin Engel joins us early in the week, but uh, some scheduling stuff made it land late in the week. And uh, same with our good friend Carolyn. Uh, so we'll have our, the business angle and the chicken doesn't know sports in hour number two. Time now for our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Mar- Parlor. The 23rd annual Russ Pilcher Top 10 Meet, which features some of the best athletes in track and field from across Montana, descended upon MCPS Stadium. Uh, top ten, you got to have the top 10 mark uh, to be invited to this thing. And, and on Tuesday, three records fell. So pretty impressive. Stevensville's Claire Hutchinson set a new top 10 girls uh, record in the 400 meters, 57.82 seconds. That breaks the 2016 mark of 57.93 set by Helena's Carly Smidala. Uh, Smidala went on to be a Big Sky champion in the 800 meters, uh, outstanding runner for the University of Montana. So that's a big record to break for Claire Hutchinson of Stevensville. 
Uh, both 400-meter relay t- records were reset as well as a sprint relay. The Helena girls won uh, in 49.93 seconds to break a Missoula Big Sky record that stood for 10 years. And the Kalispell Glacier boys broke a 22-year-old top 10 record in the 4x100, 42.22 seconds. That's wicked fast. And uh, that broke a record held by Butte since 2001. Impressive. Uh, Cash Gokachia, if the last name sounds familiar, yes, his father is Sean Gokachia, who played for the uh, Grizz in the mid-1990s. He was a a safety on that 95 national championship team for the Grizz. Well, his son now, a stud at Kalispell Glacier, he ran that anchor leg on the record-setting 4x100-meter team. And uh, he also won the 100 meters as well. Uh, Glacier had a good day. There was two multi-event winners at the top 10 meet. Ava Kellenberg of Sentinel won the long jump and the triple jump. And Merrick Mahelish of Helena Capital won the uh, boys' 110 and 300 meter hurdles. By the way, Ava Kellenberg, girls' uh, long jump and triple jump. Uh, other big marks from the top 10, 44-8 in the triple jump for Grady Walker. That's, uh, that's a big leap for sure. Um, 189 feet, 8 inches for Aiden Nichols in the javelin on the boys' side. That's a big throw. Clayton Kovach of Sealy Swan had a nice throw in the disc over 160 feet. Cy Stevenson of Libby, who's coming to the Grizz to play football, he had a nice shot put of 53 feet and 2.5 and inches. Uh, Mahelish's times, by the way, in the hurdles, 14.94 in the short hurdles. That's uh, not close to his best time, but but he does have the best time in the state still. And then he runs his best time, which is also the best time in the state, 38.97 for Mahelish in the uh, the 300-meter hurdles. Let's see. Any other marks worth noting here from the top 10? Uh, no, a pretty good day, though, overall. And uh, a lot of those marks that were top 10 winning meet marks also happen to be uh, some of the best marks in the state of Montana as well. We will update you on the best of the best in high school track and field from around the state of Montana um, every week. It's presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Paul's Pancake, an institution in Missoula there in the Trepper Shopping Center. Uh, It's always busy, but don't worry about that. They're so good there. They're going to turn the tables around. You're going to get a table real quick, get your food right away, and uh, it's awesome. It's it's as good as it's ever been, and it's as good as it's ever been every single time. Amazing consistency and just a great place to go hang out. Paul's Pancake Parlor bringing you the Treasure State's Best every single uh, week here on Nuanas Now. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. The Tennessee Titans got the taxpayers to finance more than $750 million of a new stadium. Aaron Rodgers stands to have plenty more exposure in New York City, plus a smattering of other topics to get to. The business angle with Justin Angle, the overlay between business and sports. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, 
They're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.